0: That's splendid, Harry. I think you've given us a great deal of information, both verbally and in your uh, submission. I think we've enough information here now
1: to go to our committee. That's Aidan Geraghty of the Industrial Development Authority, talking to a would-be businessman keen to set up on his own. Aidan works for the IDA's Enterprise Development Unit. The unit was set up in 1978 to help people who want to set up their own businesses, part of the IDA's present Small is Beautiful philosophy. So far, it's established 43 projects employing nearly 2,000 people at a cost of about £15 million. This is the story of one man, Harry Lynham, who used the unit to form his own company, making telecommunications equipment for the post office, where he once worked as an engineer. In his new factory, Lake Electronic Designs, Harry told how he faced up to the challenge of being his own boss.
2: I should start out by saying that uh, I had a very interesting job, a very challenging job, Um, I was very, very well paid, I had a company car, I had a nice house, I had three children. Um, And one might say, well, is that not good enough to uh, uh, project into the future and and prepare uh, one's career? My own uh, feeling was that I was looking for uh, something more, uh, some additional challenge, and uh, I felt that uh, this was crystallized effectively in my thinking that um, I could uh, do the job better than uh, the way I saw the job was being done by other people in the company I was working with. Um, I felt that the area that I was involved in was perhaps very specialized, and uh, whereas this was challenging, I felt in turn it was limiting and I wanted to ultimately uh, be involved with the end product and feel that uh, I was uh, effectively making a contribution. Uh, I believed I, uh, from my experience in the post office that there were many products which were being uh, imported, which I felt could have been manufactured here given the right expertise.
1: Well, uh, you, you had this notion then that, uh, that you, you could make products at home that currently were being imported, but. When you first went to the IDA with this idea, what sort of reception did you get from them?
2: Well, I got uh, quite an encouraging reception. I uh, wrote uh, as soon as the Enterprise Development Programme was announced. uh, I felt that this was the ideal vehicle for somebody like myself who hadn't got any substantial funds, or in fact uh, very, very little funds, available to invest in such a venture. I felt this was the ideal opportunity. Um, to uh, achieve my ambitions. So I wrote a broad general letter to the people in the IDA and they invited me to come in and talk to
1: them. Harry's idea was to make equipment to metre the cost of telephone calls. This would incorporate the new generation of small and relatively cheap electronics, the so-called microchips. Still, it was a rather nervous Harry Lynham who called to see the men from the IDA.
0: Hello, Harry. I'm Aidan Garrity. Hello, Aidan. Good to meet you. And you. This is my colleague Peter Hearn. Hello Peter. How are you? We've um, got your proposal. We've had a look at it and it looks very interesting indeed. Maybe you'd like to tell us a little bit more about it. Good. Fine. Um,
2: Maybe I could uh, start off by immediately putting my colours to the mast, as it were, by stating that I intend setting up a telecommunications design and manufacturing facility. I'm doing this uh, because um, I feel that, following my experience as an engineer in the PNT and in the manufacturing industry, that um, I'm convinced that there is a substantial demand for products which are currently being imported. Okay. I am uh, convinced, in addition, that the microprocessor will have a dramatic effect on the direction of the engineering design of telecommunications products, in particular. I feel that their flexibility uh, will facilitate the design of the discrete products which are now needed by the post office. Um, I believe that the microprocessor will give a unique opportunity to small companies to compete with larger ones because the investment now will be more in people and not so much in plant and machinery. Mm -hmm. So that's the. Basic Fine. summary of my.
3: Um point point. Of, You know what, what's what's your own background to just in a bit more detail, Harry. Well, um, I worked in the
2: post office for six years. Uh, during that time, my major task was uh, the commissioning and the um, testing of the international telephone exchange.
3: How big was the the contract roughly? Have you any know, idea?
2: The contract uh, for the initial order was in the order, if my memory serves me correct, uh, approximately half a million pounds, but uh, the um, prestige value of uh, introducing semi-automatic working and ultimately I was involved in introducing automatic dialing to America. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, I believe I have the distinction of having made the first automatic call to America many years ago before it was uh, introduced on the market. So um, Um, this was very important in establishing my credentials with people that...
1: uh, What the IDA were looking for was first, whether there seemed to be a sound uh, sound idea in the project, uh, and secondly, assessing Harry himself, his background, expertise, and above all, his commitment to the project. After that would come detailed discussion on the practicalities, like specifications and marketing. We pick up our reconstruction as they begin to get down to the fine print.
0: Well, tell me, Harry, um, obviously you've got a great deal of experience in this area and uh, a great deal of know-how. What do you regard as the first priorities in setting up this operation? Well, um, I think that uh, these really
2: fall under three categories. I think the first category is to try to entice uh, a number of top-class engineers uh, uh, to leave uh, secure jobs and join me in this venture. Um, Engineers who are experienced in the new technology primarily And uh, secondly, um, in conjunction with that, um, to build up a management team that will be responsible for the running of the functional areas of production, engineering, marketing and um, finance. On the broad marketing side, I have had the advantage of being in a purchasing section of the post office, so I am very familiar with the procedures that uh, are adopted by the post office. Um, in addition uh, I know that uh, I know the people who are involved there and you're never a profit in your own land so that uh, <laughs> one must even perform better than the suppliers who are currently involved in the market um, the telecommunications market I must emphasize is an extremely sophisticated market an extremely competitive market and in order to retain any degree of credibility uh, you must uh, if you are aiming uh, to get into high technology areas, you must start and build up with the very, very best people. Uh, second best just will not survive.
1: But the IDA were looking for more than just Harry's ideas or his experience. Even at this first exploratory meeting, they wanted him to put his money where his mouth was.
0: Well, what, what are you going to commit to this project yourself, I mean, besides time and so forth? Well, um,
2: uh, in principle I am committed to this project uh, now, Um, I have in fact taken steps to sell my house to raise share capital for the company Lake Electronic Designs, uh, which I am happy to say has just been incorporated and I have in fact already uh, tendered uh, to the department for the supply of um, various items of equipment so that my commitment is complete. uh,
0: Well well, you're obviously going to be doing this on a full time basis with the management team you mentioned earlier. Um, Talking about the sort of product you're going to make and so forth, um, Obviously, at this preliminary meeting, we, we, we really aren't getting into the sort of size and costs of the overall project. However, uh, now that you've got tendered and so forth, uh, obviously we'll need a great deal of more information from you in terms of how much the project is going to cost, in capital terms, what working capital you require, what sort of turnover you expect uh, related to the sort of team you had in mind and the amount of employment you propose having. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, uh, the purpose, I'm very happy with the tenor of this meeting. My main purpose was to present a broad uh, idea of what I had in mind. I didn't want to go into too much detail in case uh, it wasn't well received. And uh, I'm quite happy that uh, with the reception that you're giving me now. uh, This
1: first meeting was almost over, but before it ended, Harry had to agree to let the IDA do some investigation of their own.
3: Perhaps maybe you could arrange some introductions to us, to the people in the post office that you'll be dealing with. useful for us to have a chat with Mm -hmm. them, and also I think useful for you because um, it would help to reinforce your own credibility, the fact that we're taking this pretty seriously.
0: Splendid. Well, perhaps then, uh, as we discussed, you could let us have some more information in in detail terms of your, particularly your categories of product that you propose making and the market areas to which you will sell them. Obviously, the post office is going to play a tremendous part in this whole operation and also other outside companies and so forth. Maybe if we, um, uh, what would you say, three to four weeks before we get together, will it give you time to get some figures together that we could sort of talk about in a meaningful way? Fine,
2: well, as I say, I'm very heartened by the tenor of the meeting and uh, uh, it's uh, an impetus to me to um, uh, come up with the figures in as short a time as possible. Um, Three to four weeks might be pushing it a little bit, but uh, I'll make every effort to have the figures in by then.
0: Okay. well, we'll be in in touch anyway, Harry, and we look forward to seeing you then. Thanks very much. Thanks Thanks, very much. Thanks, Peter.
1: Harry Lynham was over the first hurdle. Now he had two months to secure his management team and do the figures which would prove that his project could work. But back home he also had to tell his wife, Caroline, that their comfortable, secure existence might be coming to an end.
4: I was very worried when Harry came home and said that it was apparent that we'd have to sell the house to raise the share capital. I was a bit shattered. Um, we had a lovely, a very comfortable house. Harry had put a lot of work into it, I had too. We had a lovely back garden. Harry had built a wall which he was very proud of. Uh, um, the children liked the area. I, I liked the area myself. And uh, I could see the, the ramifications of this decision that there'd be an awful lot of work involved. We'd have to change schools, the, ch- the kids would have to change schools.
1: Were and there any moments when you had doubts that you thought perhaps you were doing the wrong thing
4: there were i was very sad about uh, three nights before we left and we were thinking about the company and we were just uh, deciding on maybe a name for the company and we lived in lakelands close kilmer Cod, and i said why not call it lake so it is lake and that's uh, we've some reminder of our previous home that was a hard period. The day we moved was very difficult. The, the children's uh, ages at that time was uh, one. The girl was six, and I two boys, one at three and two. It did affect the younger ones a lot. On the day we were moving, uh, the, the little the little fellows were going around and saying that everything was gone. You know, the house was empty. So uh, it did have a, an effect on the children.
1: You, of course. Uh as a solicitor were actually able to do some work in the setting up of the company. Was that a help uh, for you that perhaps another wife uh, mightn't have that you were able to be be part of the thing?
4: Yes, it was. I backed Harry completely. Once we had decided on the idea, I decided that I'd uh, give him all the support I could. And this was one field that I had uh, qualifications in. So I drew up the memo and articles of the company. I formed the company. So apart, Then apart from the legal work, I did a typing course. I hadn't done typing. I didn't know how to do t- uh, typing, but I felt he, he needed that uh, help as well. So I did a typing course at night for a few months and I did the typing also helped with the bookkeeping. I did the secretarial work.
1: Harry now faced perhaps the most difficult job of his life. He still had no firm commitment from the IDA, but he had to coax and conjole the key people he needed to join the fledgling Lake Electronic Designs.
2: The response uh, from the people was uh, surprisingly uh, very encouraging. I think that this underlines the point that within every uh, employee, there is an employer trying to get out, and... um, The people that I spoke to, uh, uh, covering who would ultimately cover the main functional areas of production, engineering, and uh, marketing. Um, as well as finance uh, were people who had to be top calibre people number one because the area of telecommunications is a highly sophisticated one and one which uh, in order to retain credibility with the customer uh, must perform absolutely uh, in a top class manner I was, uh, if I have any talent, uh, I, I would say that my greatest talent, to be frank, was in the area of being persuasive, in the area of being able to um, show these people the way forward the what the future could hold there were people who were working in various jobs and uh, i think uh, i was able to touch on some of the weaknesses of the employee type of situation and i think many of them to perhaps some something of a lesser degree had some of the aspirations that i already had to a larger degree my own commitment was complete theirs was partial I think that my powers of persuasion were um, paramount uh, in this area. Uh, I will say, though, that uh, in case uh, one might uh, get the impression that uh, I had adopted a somewhat flippant attitude, I would think that one of the biggest problems, uh, from a personal point of view, that I encountered when I was uh, trying to set up this business uh, was when people were taken on. Um, I it put enormous pressure. These were people that I knew uh, they were brothers-in-law, a brother, people I knew and respected very, very highly, people like Jack Walters and uh, uh, I knew their families and so on and some of them had just got married, uh, Dick Stokes for example, and um, I uh, felt the greatest uh, pressure upon myself at this point in time when these people actually agreed to join so that I thought the matter out very, very carefully to ensure that the long-term prospects would be good, and it put even greater pressure on me to ensure that the marketing and financial policies of the company were right to ensure long-term secure employment for these people. This was the greatest single problem for me, I would think.
1: And at that stage, uh, did you feel you know, confident that you would eventually get their approval and get the necessary uh, financial help? I felt uh, very encouraged by the
2: first meeting, Um, I was very happy to see the type of financial package that uh, the IDA could offer if one was successful. So this in turn was a major uh, incentive uh, to me to proceed and to prepare as detailed submissions as possible.
1: It was now March 1978, barely two months after that first meeting, and Harry was back at the negotiating table. But this time he wasn't alone.
2: I'd like to introduce uh, Brendan McCann, our accountant. I brought him along to uh, explain some of the financial
0: matters that Brendan? no doubt will arise. Peter, hello uh, Brendan, how are you? Well, have you uh, made any progress yet? You haven't sold the house yet at this stage, have you? Well, we have the sign up outside the door, but we
2: haven't had any offers yet. <laughs> good
0: for you. Good for you. <laughs> Fine. Well, we've had a chance now to have a, a good look at your submission, and... Um, we've gone through it in in quite some detail. Would you like to give us a little more information about your management team? You seem to have very good names here. Possibly you'd like to expand on that a bit.
2: Fine, I'd be very pleased to, because I think the people that we have earmarked are some of the finest people that uh, we could possibly put our hands on. And um, the broad areas that these people are going to cover are marketing, finance, engineering, test and production. Um, my own area will be on the marketing side Uh, Brendan McCann who has been with Stokes Kennedy Crowley will be the financial manager, Uh, Jack Walters who is, uh, I can say uh, very confidently one of the leading design uh, engineers in this country Uh, will be in charge of the engineering side Um, Dick Stokes, a young very brilliant engineer from Mm -hmm. uh, uh, a very solid background in academic circles as well as in industry will be in charge of the uh, test side and this is an indication of our commitment to the test area to ensure that the products that we produce are um, to the very highest uh, standards and uh, my brother John Lynam who had been the uh, main person involved um, on the production and material contro- control side in Pi Ireland um, will uh, be our production manager.
0: Uh, That seems to be a very uh, good team you've put together. Obviously, you're catering for the three main areas, marketing, production and finance. And uh, it looks to me like you've got a very solid team there, Harry, obviously,
3: which is the basis on which you're building the whole project. Mm -hmm. Could I just get a point of clarification there, Harry? Yes. You say Jack Waters in charge of... The
1: enterprise development team then then went through Harry's submission, checking all his figures uh, on uh, costs, sales and profitability. They, after all, were spending taxpayers' money, and they wanted to be sure they had a sound investment.
3: You mentioned here that your, the longer-term objective of the company is to move into uh, more advanced technology, this microprocessor-based equipment and so on. Could you just go into a little bit more detail on that, like the specific yes. types of thing that you envisage?
2: Certainly. I'm very happy to say that uh, we are currently involved in negotiations with the department um, uh, for the supply of uh, a system which is called uh, a pulse generation uh, equipment uh, system which is the system effectively which uh, generates the metering pulses uh, which ultimately step the sub's uh, meter when one makes a call. Mm -hmm. Um, This is an extremely interesting system in that uh, I have had a strong input myself from a systems point of view in uh, describing the functional uh, performance uh, of the system. In addition to that, uh, Jack Walters has had a major uh, investigation of the system and has, uh, um, I believe, come up with an extremely interesting um, solution to some of the problems that are
3: inherent in this type Mm -hmm. of system. Where is this uh, system likely to be installed and which exchange? uh,
2: This system will be installed in what are called the STD uh, um, telephone exchanges in the country Mm -hmm. and that uh, constitutes uh, almost 100 exchanges. I see. An identical
3: system in each exchange?
2: um, An identical system in each exchange.
3: What's your estimate of the size of this contract?
2: We estimate uh, that it will be in the order of half a million pounds. Would,
3: would it go just to one company, whoever gets it? Yes,
2: it can only go to one company.
3: Right.
2: In addition, uh, in the Category D type product which we refer to in our submission and which we have discussed, uh, um, I believe that uh, this is an area where we are interfacing with uh, some of the major multinational companies Using our expertise of the Irish telephone uh, market and our technical expertise of the telephone network um, we are at an advanced stage in our discussions with a major multinational company for the design of a um, high technology microprocessor based system and I
1: am confident of the outcome uh, in, in that area. At this point, for the first time since they started, the negotiations began to get difficult. The IDA men thought Harry's plans might be a bit too ambitious, that the initial targets for the company were too big. But the new company accountant, Brendan McCann, fought back.
5: Well, I, I think um, one cannot scale down the project. Mm-hmm. Um, as you see from Year 3, we have a turnover of uh, £1 million. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, maintain the interest of the high-caliber people that you've Mm-hmm. We are getting into the company, like you know, is that this company must grow if it's to maintain interest uh, by the people in it. Um, I don't think we can keep it small and at the same time attract the high caliber people. Mm-hmm. As on a general mm-hmm. point, yeah. like on that, yeah. um, I think the cash flows uh, indicate that the, you know, given that we get the loans and that the IDA agree mm-hmm. w- with the project, um, and we. We are negotiating with the banks at the moment.
0: Far from being negative about the proposal, I think it's a, an excellent one, and I, I'm sure our committee would like to support it. Nevertheless, I think that you know that possibly we should look at this, and uh, I take your point about uh, you need all the finance, but maybe we could talk about phasing this this project, not necessarily, uh, as I say, turning it all down in one go or anything like that, but having a logical phasing that we'd have initial uh, amount of money agreed between ourselves and yourselves and the bank and then we we have okay. the second lot teed up for if yeah. and when the, the larger contracts arise how, how that sounds
3: well uh,
2: if i might come in on that one uh, aiden uh, my own feeling is that uh, we have put in the pulse generation um equipment tender which is a large one admittedly mm-hmm. but uh, as brendan has just said it is really the the whole kernel of what this company is sort of aiming towards and we are very conscious of the fact that we're in a competitive tender situation and it's impossible to predict precisely the outcome of such tenders. Um, notwithstanding that, as I uh, indicated uh, in broader terms earlier on, there are other Uh, projects in the pipeline so that uh, I have used uh, the pulse generation as one particular example just to show the scale, the order of magnitude that one is talking about and I'm very confident that uh, even if we don't succeed in that area uh, that we can succeed in other areas.
1: But eventually Harry had to agree to the IDA proposal to phase in the grants and loans. On that basis, they were prepared to recommend approval of his scheme. We
0: have enough information here now to go to our committee. Let me tell you the sort of um, facilities we'll be looking for here. Overall, we're, we're talking about 65% of total project costs. This will include capital grants, capital grants at a rate of 45%, loan guarantees uh, for your working capital, a rent subsidy on the factory, and an interest subsidy on the borrowings. Now, in addition, we'll also give you training grants, but these will be over and above the loan guarantees, the rent subsidies, and the capital grants. They'll be outside of that, and we will work out with you and our colleagues in ANCO at a later point just how much this training grant will amount to. So we'll put this whole proposal now to the Enterprise Development Committee, and perhaps I should explain what what the Enterprise Committee is about. It's made up of a number of representatives uh, from the IDA, the, the Department of Industry and Commerce, Cora the industrial credit company and we also have two representatives of private industry sitting on the committee and they decide on support or otherwise for the actual projects. So we'll be putting this proposal of yours to the committee obviously with a recommendation and um, hopefully we'll have good news for you very shortly. Mm-hmm.
3: Perhaps it could give you a tinkle if there's anything else that comes up in the meantime. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, I'd very much
2: appreciate it, and I'll keep my fingers crossed in the meantime, <laughs> right. but um, thanks very much for your, the way you've looked at her application to date, and uh, how long, would you
0: say, would we have to wait uh, before you'd come back to us? I would uh, think, that oh, three to four weeks at the outside. Yeah, that's fine. Excellent. I should get it in for the May. Yeah, I would have Beginning thought the, the May meeting. meeting would have been uh, the Excellent. one we'd we'll make.
3: Okay. Good. Fine.
0: Right, Harry. Thanks indeed, Harry. Thank Good. you, Brandon. Excellent. Thanks. thanks.
3: The
2: outcome uh, of the interview, and it was a very long, extensive, painstaking discussion, uh, was that the IDA um, and the people we were talking to there were happy that the project uh, was essentially a viable one. We were involved in the telecommunications market. We were talking about uh, presenting a particular marketing strategy uh, of building up on the low-technology products and ultimately um, heading towards the high-technology ones and the longer-term ones, uh, like the microprocessor-based systems. And uh, they felt, uh, given the IDA's commitment to the improvement
1: of the telephone uh, network, that this essentially was basically a good business. But despite the IDA's encouragement, Harry could not be sure. His proposal came up before the May meeting of the Enterprise Development Committee, which would make the final decision on whether the all-important finance would be available. Meanwhile, Harry could only wait for the vital telephone call, which would decide whether Lake Electronics lived or died.
2: I got the telephone call uh, two or three weeks later, and um, I was totally and completely elated... Uh, it again referring back to the people who had already joined the company at that stage, it was to me a major uh, vindication of the company's policies. Uh, it uh, was an enormous boost to the people already working in the company accordingly. And uh, I can just remember, instead of going off and having a drink, just having a very quiet walk through the Botanic Gardens
1: and just saying, thank God for that, because it was a very, very good start. I well, Here we are this morning, uh, sitting in very, uh, looks a very modern uh, factory, um, work going ahead. So, from the walk in the Botanic Gardens uh, to today is clearly a, a considerable mm-hmm. achievement. Um, how did it go you know how, how, how did you sort of get from that stage to this
3: well uh,
2: i i think one would be untruthful to say that uh, it was easy one doesn't like to fly into ego trips at this point in time but certainly the amount of work uh, that was involved uh, was very considerable um, my own i have endeavored within this company to extend This concept of ownership uh, because I am committed to it in principle and I have tried uh, various schemes. I am now convinced, uh, following my own experience and the type of experiments I've tried to introduce in a low profile way and without any illusions of grandeur in this area, I am convinced that uh, in order for a person to have an opportunity of succeeding in this area, I believe that there are. Uh, three essential ingredients, um, and that is that a person must leave one's job. Uh, They should use the services that are available. They should not use those services as a crutch to uh, get them to the point of uh, putting themselves into an established uh, business. And the, the dividing line between success and failure is very, very thin. If that is the case, well then I am very confident that a person with a good uh, previous record of achievement, that he will in fact uh, achieve good results. I am convinced in turn that if people make the concept of ownership uh, too easy, I believe that the people involved in that area will immediately look for crutches, will go back and look for help and I believe that you must be cruel to be kind and i don't say that in a patronizing way
1: and so lake electronics went into production here in Walkinstown, dublin employing 30 people including engineers technical experts and operatives the company has won the major contracts it wanted from the post office for telephone metering equipment and a consultancy job from lm ericsson's a new subsidiary irish technical enterprises plans to export existing products and to develop a range of equipment incorporating microchips for the consumer market. Sales should be over £1 million next year and eventually there will be jobs for 65 people. The success story so far of Harry Lynham. In fact, Harry was the first man to become his own boss through the Enterprise Development Unit. Others have followed... And on the way, they have made use of other state agencies like Corus Truck the Institute for Industrial Research and Standards, and Kilkenny Design for help with market promotions, machinery and product design. Significantly, the projects so far have taken advantage of opportunities presented by the arrival of foreign manufacturers. They are spin-off developments. The Enterprise Development Unit itself grew from the observation that very few professional managers were starting up under the idea's small business scheme. Surveys showed no shortage of talent. The problem was for an employee to raise the necessary finance and working capital. Tom Dowling is head of the Enterprise Development Unit and he sees this as a key area in its operation. Really
5: we set about uh, uh, trying to meet that need, which was a real barrier to the people going out on their own. We could, under existing IDA programmes, provide uh, loans or grants towards fixed assets and training grants and... And so on, but um, we could not meet uh, a real need, which was a stumbling block, which was for working capital. And as in any situation, a, a first-time entrepreneur, they don't. Uh, these particular uh, individual don't have too much money, while uh, they have come up through the ranks and probably successful managers uh, uh, in their own right. Uh, they haven't accumulated very much capital.
1: To what extent then does the program? Um remove the risk that would normally be associated with with starting up a a new business. Presumably there must be some element of of risk still left in it, you don't hold their hands all the way.
5: Well, uh, we take very much of the risk out of it uh, by the introduction of loan guarantees. The new package that we put together anyway involved loan guarantees uh, to help them to raise the uh, working capital uh, needed. For any particular project. In addition to that, because um, obviously uh, they they were putting in very little equity in the companies, relatively little anyway, uh, maybe of the order of 10-15%. And uh, this um, presented uh, problems for banking of the particular project. So we got over this with the provision of the loan guarantees and also because the interest rates um, and and the borrowings would be very high in that situation, the interest charges would be correspondingly high and uh, uh, to help out there we are providing interest subsidies as well. The main emphasis is put on the background of the individual, his achievements to date and we're essentially backing demand. We believe that um, uh, OK, maybe, perhaps he's not giving uh, an awful lot of um, uh, his own money into the project, but he's putting in his commitment and his professional uh, know-how, which is worth a lot uh, a lot of money, we would reckon. And, and that sort of total commitment to the project uh, is, uh, is what we expect of the, prom- the would-be promoter. Um, we are prepared in... Uh, to go to the extent of uh, an exposure rate. That's the idea, including the whole package of incentives, uh, up to 65% of the total needs uh, in the, in the, for a project locating in the east of the country and uh, in the west of the country, essentially, up to 75%. So the balance can come from the banks and from the promoter. And if he comes up with the order of about 10 15%, it doesn't leave an awful lot of, of risk left in it.
1: What's the success rate so far? Have there been any failures?
5: Well, we have backed um, about. We've backed now forty-six projects to date, uh, with employment content of the order of just over two thousand people. Uh, we've. Uh, the total investment in those projects is of the order of about fourteen and a half million pounds, and uh, the IDA have provided uh, support. Um, of just close on £9 million for those projects. Um, We have had uh, no failures to date uh, amongst those 46, but of course the programme is a very young one. We're just now
1: uh,
5: on the way some two years.
1: I thought uh, it occurs to me that um, in the kind of profile you might almost be talking about yourself or or, um, colleagues in the IDA. Have have you had any of your your own people uh, start off on the the road Mm -hmm. to being entrepreneurs?
5: We have had about five entrepreneurs from the idea itself, which is, uh, I suppose, indicative of the fact that we believe in what we're
1: selling. Tom Dowling. So far, this has been a success story, but as Tom Dowling said, there are bound to be failures, and even the Lynhams are not out of the woods yet. So let's leave the last word to Carolyn Lynham. Would she encourage other wives whose husbands may also want to be their own boss?
4: Yes, definitely. I would encourage the husband, and they, they tell the wife to encourage the husband, but it's, it's the, the, the points to be mentioned are that one's life is turned upside down, you haven't a secure life anymore, we have the added disadvantage of having to move house. Then uh, we had the business going on in the house at, at odd times. We hadn't a secure income for a long time. We had to borrow money from our friends. We're not back to square one from the personal financial point of view. I don't know when we will be, but you wouldn't want to be too worried about money.